Welcome to Courageous Parenting Podcast, a weekly show to equip parents with biblical truth on raising confident Christian kids in an uncertain world. Hi, I'm Angie from Courageous Mom. And I'm Isaac from Resolute Man. We've been married for 21 years and have seen the fruit from raising our eight kids biblically based on the raw truth found in the Bible. We can no longer let the culture win the hearts of children. Too many children from Christian families are walking away from their faith by age 18. And it doesn't have to be this way. It shouldn't be this way. Join us as we start an important conversation about effective parenting in the following world. Happy New Year's, everyone. Hey guys, we're excited to have another year of podcasting, Lord willing. So there will be 52 episodes this year. So if you'd like to give input, feel free to message us. Uh, some of you already do. Some of your podcast episodes have already been done. That's so right. we definitely want to do what you care about and what is most mm-hmm. edifying to uh, the majority of you. So it's been such an incredible journey. Mm-hmm. This week's email will have a, a link uh Every Tuesday when that episode comes out, we have an email that goes out if you're on our email list. If not, go to CourageousParenting.com and sign up, or any of our links in our social too should have the sign-up option. But anyways, we'll have a link in there with our letter we just recently wrote, which gives kind of a review of 2020. We would love it if you read that, and thank you to all of you who have donated so far. Um, you know, We made some traction on the goal, and we still have a little bit to go, but we so appreciate everybody's encouragement, being part of the One Million Legacies movement, mm-hmm. and all the social shares and the reviews and five stars on iTunes and all that stuff. So Mm -hmm. it really makes the podcast grow and go because it's all about impacting more people. So thank you Mm -hmm. for that. Yeah. So today, you guys, we wanted to talk to you about vision because we just celebrated New Year's. Yeah. Right. And so today is... um, one of the first days of 2021. And we also, we're going to encourage you guys to go back and listen to some previous episodes, but I'm going to mention it right now also, just because I think it's really important. We did cover visioneering and family culture in our very first two episodes of the podcast in season one. So if you want more direction on that, that would be great. But today we are going to be talking about the importance of vision in 2021 and in certain times. Yeah. So how do you have vision when everything keeps changing or it feels like everything's Mm -hmm. going to change? Mm -hmm. Like I make a plan and then I already know things are going to change. What's the point? There can be this defeatist thought in us sometimes. And if you have, um, you know, kids that are old enough, they're going to be potentially having those same thoughts. So the best way to lead your kids is to lead by example and how to counteract that. So we're going to talk about that. Mm -hmm. I think too, when I think about 2021, and a lot of times you see people sharing what their goals are, what their resolutions are, what their plans are, what their mission statement is, what their word of the year is. You know, Mm -hmm. you see a lot of that kind of stuff at this time of year. Um, And those are awesome. But I think that this year might be the first year that I'm actually seeing people share that they are discouraged and not knowing what to look forward to in 2021, because I think 2020 really shined a huge spotlight on a reality that a lot of people were not aware was a reality. And that's that they, there's this element of lack of control over a large portion of our lives. Mm -hmm. Right. And so when you're wanting to have vision and leading your family or leading a company or leading a church or leading a ministry, leading anything. um, And if you're a parent, you are a leader. If you are married, you have a role in your marriage. Um, And honestly, if you're a Christian, you're called to lead in the world, 
yeah. in the community. And so a lot of people might be struggling right now with knowing what kind of vision to give in light of the fact that it's just become exposed that there is a lot less control than we thought we had. So what if I told you vision's more important than it's ever been before? What if I told you that we need to have more energy and sense of purpose about us than ever before? How are we going to be resilient to change mm -hmm. challenges and to navigate well mm -hmm. if we don't have a strong sense of hope and constitution in us towards the goals that we've set out to do that God maybe has prompted us, the Spirit of God has prompted us to do? Mm -hmm. And so, you know, yes, some things might not work out, but when you intend to do something, your energy is higher and it leads to things you never even thought of. Like you might set out to do some things this year and by the end of the year, you did some very, very different things. But those very, very different things that are good things mm -hmm. probably wouldn't have happened if you didn't set out to do something different because mm -hmm. they're stepping stones and they give you energy and a sense of purpose and what are you waking up for each day and these kinds of things versus just getting caught up in uh, feeling of drudgery and despair and I don't know what's going to happen. I don't have any or control. Or even hopelessness, right? Yeah. Like we were talking about earlier about how in Christ we have hope when the alternative is hopelessness. And I guess that that's kind of our prayer and hope, you guys, as you're listening to today's podcast, that we're going to go through a lot of different scriptures. We want to remind you of some important truths for the purpose of encouraging you as parents and as brothers and sisters in Christ, but also to inspire you. These are good scriptures to go over with your kids. Your kids need to be reminded of what their purpose in life is. And maybe you're going, whoa, have I ever actually taught my kids that they have a purpose in their life. And and that brings me to another little brief this, uh, conversation I think is important for us to have. You need to understand that if you want your kids to, uh, to really have a joy of life and to understand more of why God created them, you can't teach that apart from them understanding that God has created them with a purpose in life. And so there might be a huge portion of that that has been missing from their identity. And right now, identity in Christ, identity and understanding our purpose is what all people, all ages need to be reminded of more than anything. So important. And isn't that a great advantage of being a Christian is that we all have the same purpose. And that's the first point here, which mm -hmm. is identifying your purpose. So we have a lot of scriptures mm -hmm. on this first point. Mm -hmm. They may be for you. They may be for your spouse. They may be for your kids. And so mm -hmm. when you're listening, go, is this for me or who is this for? Mm -hmm. Or it might be for a friend that's downcast right now. So these might be helpful. Okay. So the first one is found in Mark 12, verse 31 through 30. Um, Jesus is speaking here and he says, the first of all commandments is this, hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. He's talking about the Trinity. Um, and you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind, and with all your strength. So four aspects of the being of the human, okay? This is the first commandment, and the second is like it, which is this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. Wow. And so these are clearly purposes for all people who, who walk with Christ. Mm -hmm. And I think that that, you know, I remember when our kids were, um, some of our kids were in that preteen mm -hmm. stage um, and and then kind of going through this phase of like, I'm just doing school. Mm -hmm. 
part of my purpose is to just do school, clean my room, do my chores, right? And I remember taking one of the kids out on a on a on a little date or whatever, a little lunch date, and going, you know, I've I noticed that you've not really been super happy and joyful. Mm-hmm. And had I had to do some digging, I had to ask a bunch of different questions. They're probably 10, 11 years old. And what it dawned on me is that they weren't living with purpose and understanding the importance of their role in contributing to the family, understanding their importance of contributing to the body of Christ, understanding that God does have a purpose and a plan for them right now, which is to prepare for the next season in their life. But it's also what we just read, to love the Lord your God with your whole heart, mind, soul, and strength, which you bring in other verses that you know, right? Like your body is a holy temple. That would be part of your strength. You have to keep Keep your body as you have to treat it as a holy temple and steward it well to be able to use your strength, right? But then also knowing that in our weakness, he is strong and to give him glory. That's also part of our purpose. And so as we're talking to our kids and we're sharing with them these perspectives on how do I love the Lord, my God, with all my mind, for example, well, I'm going to read things that are going to renew my mind, which is Romans 12, right? To be transformed by the renewing of your mind. It's their responsibility to take every thought captive. You are going to have to train your kids and teach them how to by one, doing it yourself, but then also teaching them how to, reminding them how to when they start getting depressed or they're sad or they're lonely or hopeless or whatever, right? And so loving the Lord your God with your whole heart, mind, soul, and strength, you could literally take these four categories and teach them to your kids and go, this is part of our purpose as humans. Amen. And then as you guys know, in Matthew 28, 18 through 20, it's the Great Commission, but uh, sometimes uh, you might have forgot where that is. So that's a good, helpful resource. And right here it says, and Jesus came and spoke to them saying, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. So important. Mm-hmm. Uh, right before that, by the way, in 16, just a cool note, is then the 11 disciples went away into Galilee to the mountain where Jesus appointed them. And when they saw him, they worshiped him. But some doubted. Even at that point, some doubted. Some of the some disciples doubted. Some doubted who walked with him, which walked is with interesting. Him. They saw him. And so could yeah. your kids be doubting, you know, and with mm-hmm. interesting things that might have happened last year in 2020 and uh, the way the world is this mm-hmm. year and all these things. So we need to be... Uh, having a sense of purpose about us and understanding our purpose. And and that happens, depending on who you are, many different ways, which we'll mm-hmm. talk about it, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So how do you do that tangibly with uh, your work and mm-hmm. what you do mm-hmm. and these kinds of things and how your family dynamics are? Mm-hmm. So that's something that's fun to talk about on a date night for sure. I think, too, when you're talking to your kids about purpose and your the Great Commission, a lot of people think, oh, I'm not trained. I haven't gone to seminary. I can't preach or I can't, I don't know the Bible well enough Mm -hmm. to share the Bible. How many kids could use that as an exam, as an excuse for not being part of the great commission? Yet how many children come, how many people, how many of you guys came to know Christ as a kid? Because the next door neighbor shared the gospel with you, took you to church with them, mm-hmm. shared the, the love of Christ. They were forgiving, full of grace, a great environment for you to go to. I mean, we both have memories of going to kids' homes where there was 
Christian yeah. fellowship, right? And it was starkly different. And so from those who didn't walk with the Lord. And so you have a light, your kids can be a light, and that's an important aspect to teach them that they're part of the Great Commission. But also I think it's important that we equip them, mm-hmm. teach them how to lead someone to the Lord, teach them the Romans road, Google that one, and, and you can teach your kids those verses. The next one we want to share with you guys is in Ecclesiastes chapter 12, verse 13 and 14. Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is man's all. For God will bring every work into judgment, including every secret thing, whether good or evil. So I think that we need to remember that this is a declarative sentence, right? Declarative, commanding um, sentence where God is saying, this is what you need to do. Mm-hmm. This is a command. Fear God and obey his commandments. That's also part of our purpose, right? Yeah. Do, and how can our kids do that if maybe they don't know God's commandments? Right, right. Absolutely. Obviously, 2 Timothy 1, 9, such an important verse here. Who, um, yeah, 1, 9. Am I right? Yeah, okay. Uh, I'm not sure that's right there. Yeah, it is, but I we usually start with the first okay, part. Okay, that's just a, confused me. It's a All very right. long Therefore, sentence. do not be ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me, his prisoner, but share with me in the sufferings for the gospel, according to the power of God, who has saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given us to us in Christ Jesus before the time began, but has now been revealed by the appearing of our Savior Jesus Christ, who has abolished death, brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. So, and it continues. And it continu- <laughs> it's and one continues of the longest on. verses. I think it's so important, and we got to move on, but I yes. think it's so important that uh, we understand we're saints. And in Revelations, we're referenced as kings and saints in the same sentence. Mm-hmm. And it's so important to realize that you were made on a per- for a reason, lots of reasons. Mm-hmm. God made you on purpose. You're important. And mm-hmm. so are your kids. So is your spouse. And together you have um, uh, things to do mm-hmm. and individually you have things to do. And to be reminded of how important you are, I think is important. And if that's encouraging to you, how much more do your kids potentially need to hear that mm-hmm. from you that God thinks that of them mm-hmm. and over and over and over again, especially during uncertain times. So super, super mm-hmm. important to do that. One of the things that's so important about this verse, which you guys, this is one of the longest verses that it's just very long sentence. It's many verses, but, um, he says in here in a very kind of commanding way he says, therefore do not be ashamed of the testimony of our Lord. That is one of our purposes. We are not to be ashamed. So does that call you to in this next year? Does that call you to start speaking up? Yeah. Right. Are you not speaking up because you are ashamed? Maybe that's one of the visions you want to, you want to encourage your family and board, embolden your wife or, or embolden the neighbor or someone who really has some amazing ability to connect the dots of what's going mm-hmm. on in life with scripture. Maybe you need to embolden them mm-hmm. to not be ashamed. But then it also says, nor of me as your prisoner. We need to not be afraid to share other people's thoughts that encourage us as well. Right. He's saying, don't be ashamed of the gospel, nor of me, his prisoner, but share with me in the sufferings for the gospel. So we shouldn't be trying to, in our, in our vision making for this next year, we shouldn't go, okay, how can we avoid pain as much as possible? And what can I be doing to not have to deal with conflict? And like, we can't think that way. We need to think like this to share 
in the sufferings of Christ for the gospel's sake. And then the last thing that was really stood out to me in this verse was that God is the one who has saved us. He's called Mm -hmm. us with a holy calling, not according to our works. So as you're creating vision and you maybe are planning some cool things, that those things don't save you, right? And our kids need to know that. But according to his own purpose and grace, which was given to us in Christ Jesus before time began, he has a purpose. It's his purposes. So as we're setting out and we're trying to think, okay, so this next year, what do we really want a purpose to do? Mm-hmm. Well, the question is actually, what does God want us to purpose to do for him? What was his will for us in so Christ here's, Jesus? So here's four things on the practical level here. And we have six points, so we got to move here. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we have four points. One is you got to pray. You got to be in prayer to understand uh, and hear from God. Because if we just operate in the flesh and make plans, that is not. We more than ever need the God that can see ahead of us and know all the circumstances and know all the things going on to give us revelation about what we're to do and to prompt us and prompt us away from things and prompt us towards other things. It's super important. Be in prayer mm-hmm. and be in prayer together. Uh, be in the word. Just recently, there was a period of time where I was out of the word because I couldn't find Have you ever not been able to find your Bible and you really love your Bible? That happened to me. And, uh, I found it at church actually, but anyways, uh, I found it and it was, it's been so refreshing to be in the word and I could just literally feel the difference of the days I wasn't and the days I were, I was consecutively. It gives you so much more mm-hmm. hope, so much more energy, so much more peace? invigoration, yeah. peace. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can hear more clearly in your prayers. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's so important. And the next thing is such an important, critical or critical step, but I hope you don't miss it is journal got to write, especially this time of year, you got to write your thoughts and ideas about Mm -hmm. things and uh, definitely go listen to our very first episode we ever made, uh, episode one uh, on vision, because it gives you all the details of how to do that, as Angie Mm -hmm. mentioned. And the fourth thing is you've got a team, you you have a team, you have your marriage team. It's one of the most powerful teams in the world is the marriage team. And if you want yours to be stronger, then you need to work more together proactively. And one of the things you do you journal individually and you come together and you talk about what you're thinking about for this year. And it's mm-hmm. so important. And I don't think you need to make lots of plans. I think it just to get a few things right mm-hmm. together can make all the difference. And it's really something that you should be doing more than just at the beginning of the year, which if you listen to some of our other podcasts, you know how intentional Isaac and I are about. Um, we, we do actually do words to focus on each year with our kids, with our family. Um, we've had little catchy slogans like Eagles versus seagulls or Mm. producers versus consumers, stuff like that. And we talk more in depth about what those mean and how to pick those. But really what Isaac's saying is that journaling aspect where you're journaling separately and then coming together and sharing what's on your heart, um, and what you think the family needs to focus on, what you need to focus on, what your marriage needs to focus on. Those can be exciting conversations. Conversations where Absolutely. you can walk away feeling so rejuvenated together and more like a team, which is what is God glorifying. I want to take a moment and give you something for free if you haven't got it already is the date night one sheet. It is a beautiful document you can download that will have some key questions on it for your date night to just get in alignment about what's most important for your family. No matter what time of year, it's always important to recalibrate. You can get that by going to CourageousParenting.com and subscribing to our mailing list. 
Uh, also, you can get all of our show notes and everything at CourageousParenting.com. And I also just want to share real quick about the Parenting Mentor Program. So many families are being transformed by going through this. Uh, it's the six-week self-paced program uh, with live engagement from us and even direct interaction. So if you want to join us, uh, here's a little bit more about it. You can find out more at CourageousParenting.com. Steve and I realized that we were getting too comfortable with the world's vision of how to raise our children. What Angie and Isaac have done in creating this is literally phenomenal. This program provided awesome scripture-based teachings and just some really great practical applications. This class has just really rocked my world. It has given me a vision for not just the different things that we might focus on as parents who are trying to raise our kids biblically, like how our kids are behaving or what we're doing with discipline, but also the things of the heart. We now have a game plan to how we want to raise our children. We have so many answers to the questions that have been in our mind. It's not just these hypothetical situations, or it's not just this, here's what I think you should do. It's, let me show you where in scripture this is. Do your legacy a favor and yourself a favor and just do it. One of the best things that we've done this year, one of the best investments we've made this year, and I could not recommend it more. We're no longer fearing dark days ahead, but we're so excited to raise lights to be leaders for the next generation. So another huge aspect of vision that we want to encourage you guys in is understanding Right now, there is massive censorship and muting happening of Christianity and mm-hmm. of conservatism. Oh, yeah. Just just today, I just read an article where the election senators in Georgia, I think it is, um, they Facebook took down the pages of the GOP. GOP candidates. I just can't believe it. Of just the Republican ones. Yeah. That's just incredible. But so obviously we all know that there's massive muting and censoring. Well, what could be translated from that is no one wants to hear from me because Mm. I'm a Christian Mm. or no one wants to hear from this, that voice anymore. That's dying. People Mm. could literally feel that way. And so we want to encourage you guys that there's a massive purpose for why you are here in this generation. God in his sovereignty chooses to place people in specific places for a reason. Esther is a perfect example Mm -hmm. for such a time as this. She was placed there to advocate for the Jews. So what has God placed you in this generation for where, why has he placed you in the workplace that you're in? Why has he placed you in the neighborhood? Maybe the church, the family that you're in. And I think that those are the important questions that are going to lead us to the action steps that we need to have this next year. But here's a few basic ones. Forgiveness. Mm -hmm. This world needs forgiveness. They need God's grace. They can't comprehend if they have not received the gift of free grace and forgiveness from Christ, they cannot comprehend not being accepting of a sin or tolerant of a sin along with loving a person. They can't separate those Mm -hmm. two. But when you're a Christian, you can understand that and you can have grace and compassion for people who are walking in sin while still not condoning it. You can love them and lead them to go and sin no more, as Jesus said, because that's the gospel. And Ephesians 4.32 is just a huge encouragement in this, right? It says, and be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. We can be a huge light to people who disagree with us. Yeah, amen. By being loving and how we communicate with them. So let's go to point two. Uh, It's about relationships. It's so important as you're thinking about 
um, vision this year? What is your vision for your marriage? Mm-hmm. What is your vision for each of your relationship with each of your kids? And it's got to be stronger than ever. Your marriage needs to be bulletproof. It really does. Um, we're in uncertain times. That team needs to be strong. What are the areas that needs to be shored up? You should talk to each other about it, pray about it. Uh, and then with your kids, they may be feeling lonely. They may not have their, uh, be around their kids, uh, their friends, friends as yeah. much as you, they used to and these kinds of things. So mm-hmm. you got to be a stronger friend with them. Now, I'm not saying don't be a parent. Don't be a parent. <laughs> It's not what I meant, no. but you need that strong relationship with them where they feel like they can confide in you and you can talk and have mm-hmm. fun. And that needs to be super strong right now. So mm-hmm. where does that need to be? Mm-hmm. And then your community more than ever, you need people you can run the race with around you um, that are also resourceful and, and that are biblical and that are, you know, you know are going to be there when challenges come. So important to build that community. You might be asking how, well, it's the same equation. It, the stronger you walk in the Lord, the stronger you're praying, the more bold you are, the more you're going to attract people that are praying, reading the Bible, and being bold. And that's that's important. So uh, relationships um, are, are so, so important. So be building those. And then as we go into this third one, this third one is, is so important, is stir up hope. We need to stir up hope. In all of our relationships. In all of so our relationships. So two and three kind of go together. Yeah. Because if we don't, hopelessness is something that I think, you know, if people think of 2020, there was a lot of hopelessness. A lot of people struggled with that. Um, for Christians, not so much because our hope is in the Lord mm-hmm. and we understand that this is not our forever home. Yeah. Um, and that that there is um, opportunity in struggles, right? Um, so we have hope in all things and uh, and... And I, but I just, I feel for the people who don't actually know the word, the kids that are struggling with depression yeah. that have, um, even committed uh, suicide and, and people, adults who have done that and kids that have suffered as they, they're, they've lost parents who have experienced that. Right. And mm-hmm. I think that it's very important that we stir up hope in one another, but also we stir up all the other things that are, come from Christ, love, good works, um, we stir up yeah. forgiveness. We stir up kindness, right? Because sometimes it's hard to be kind to somebody if they're not being kind. You know, what's interesting is when we lose hopefulness, a lot of times what happens is we're losing confidence. And as we're losing confidence, we start to think more about ourselves. And as we think mm-hmm. more about ourselves, we think less about other people. Mm-hmm. And as we think less about other people, we yeah. start becoming depressed. There's nothing worse in the world as to spend all day thinking about yourself. And sometimes when you lose hope, that's all you start doing. And then you, everything you nitpick yourself, you, you get depressed, you, you, and you no know, people start not wanting to be around you because mm-hmm. you're that way, and it's you're not thinking about other yeah. people. Yeah. And so it's so important. This Hebrews ten twenty four, uh, it kind of talks about this, which I think is so important. Let us consider one another. So we have to consider one another, not not ourselves. ourselves. <laughs> consider one another in order to stir up love. It needs to be stirred up. Love doesn't just happen. It needs to be stirred up. You need to stir up love in your family mm-hmm. and good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together. We need community, people outside of our family. You can't stir as it up in the, each other if you're not together. As That's right. As the manner of some, but exhorting one another so that much, so much the more as you see the day approaching. Exhorting was correcting in love. Mm-hmm. right? Because we all have blind spots. We all need correction. If somebody sees you without hope and focusing on yourself, mm-hmm. they need to Exhorting. have a strong enough relationship yeah. with you to where they can exhort you, pull you out of that. 
Mm-hmm. It's yeah. so it's so important. So relationships are really important. Accountability with other like-minded people is really important where they have permission to call things out. Mm-hmm. And we don't just put our happy face on every time we're around them. No, you need real friends mm-hmm. and you need real connection in your family too. Mm-hmm. So it's super, super important. Mm-hmm. So um, how to make vision when everything keeps changing. All of these things are like foundational. So your relationships, hope, and understanding who you are in Christ and your identity and your real purpose, you get those as a foundation laid strong. Are there any weaknesses in your foundation? So shore those up, right? And then on top of that, because you've also been in prayer and so forth, um, there'll be revelation about what you should do this year mm-hmm. and, and the things and maybe a word for your family and those kinds of things, which are super important. Mm-hmm. Let's go into point four, though, which is resourcefulness. Mm-hmm. We put that one in because we're in an age where it's required. Um, you know, somebody having a job and, and one source of income, that may not be the path that's wise in the future, meaning that there might need to be some backup things that are going. Uh, there might need to be a proactive thought. If that doesn't work, what's the next thing I can jump into quickly? Uh, if this thing happens in the world and, and, and causes harm to this thing, source of income, mm-hmm. How can I jump to this next thing? And I've already thought through it. Mm-hmm. Maybe laid some plans, preliminary things. Um, maybe there's some side things going and a couple things going. And, mm-hmm. you know, these this resourcefulness financially is important. Um, there, there's also, you know, savings and being prudent and wise. But there's also resourcefulness, too, in how do we do things that used to be done for us? Mm-hmm. I think I, this, I'm just letting you in on one of my visions as um you know, in our family is how do I need to be more resourceful? One of them is I've never gone hunting before. Yeah. Resolute man's never gone. I mean, I went hunting once, but, uh, no action. So, but never, you know, never really went hunting. Okay. And didn't grow up with that or anything like that. So neither of my kids, right? So that's something I aim to change this year. I feel like we need to understand that. And we needed to experience that this year. So that's what I'm just putting one out there under resourcefulness. Mm-hmm. It's like, how do we, how do we do that? You know, what happens if uh, there's electricity off for a little while? You know, are you resourceful? Have you thought ahead of, about that? Mm-hmm. This isn't fear-based thinking. This is prepared wisdom, yeah. right? Yeah. This is just wisdom when you have family. Mm-hmm. So you need to be thinking about, you know, how do things look when things change mm-hmm. from a, practical standpoint of providing for your family right where you live and what do you need to do proactively now to be shoring up i think that should be part of everybody's thought process this year is how do i need to be more resourceful and what do i need to learn what do i need to learn and i've been buying some resourceful books lately and don't ask me which ones just kind of google them and then you know facebook will put ads in your facebook for cool books that's <laughs> we what, also went that's what to sportsman's to warehouse and found one too that we were able Just, to skim through and choose yeah but you know when i think of resourcefulness i also think about the spiritual side of resourcefulness because we're talking about having vision for 2021 and and i have to say that this idea of resourcefulness and potentially having more than one income if you're only used to having one job maybe someone's listening and they've had the same job for for 15 years, right? Or maybe they view themselves as, oh, I'm only good for this one skill and I just became disabled and I can't do that anymore, right? Mm -hmm. Or I'm getting older and my back is starting to hurt. Who knows what the issue is? Um, I know that we as humans all struggle with forgetting 
forgetting to remember who we are in Christ and that our identity would be so strong that it wouldn't be it would be unwavering in who we are in Christ when those things happen and we lose a job. Mm. And the reality is is with COVID and with everything that's been going on in 2020, people have lost jobs. People have been struggling with things. Yeah. And you really that's where the rubber meets the road. When you hit hard trials and it's revealed, if you really know who you are in Christ and you pull up your bootstraps and you realize that God had bigger purposes for you than just what you were doing for a profession, that's mm -hmm. one aspect of what you were doing at that season in your life. And then there's the people that that literally destroys them because their whole identity was wrapped up in that. And so when I think of resourcefulness, I think that that, that aspect of what you do as an occupation or vocation you can't allow that to become your identity. And so maybe this year, the resourcefulness thing, maybe you are someone who's into homesteading and knows all these things and you're like, oh, I'm, I'm set. I grew up doing that. Maybe the resourcefulness is that you need to spend more time in the word so that you're more resourceful in being able to share the actual gospel with people so that you can be an encourager and an exhorter today where you're able to go, oh, I know where that scripture is. And you can just literally quote scripture to people who are in need of needing hope. Yeah. That being able to recall scriptures when they're needed in child training, in friendship, in marriage, in family, in the community, in church, that is a resource. That's yeah. We all need to be resourceful biblically. And by the way, you can become an expert in a new thing. What do you need mm -hmm. to become an expert in that you're not? A lot of times it's some area of interest that you already have some knowledge, but not always. Mm -hmm. I have become an absolute expert in things I had no knowledge in before mm -hmm. because of a necessity of that's where I felt like I was supposed to go and mm -hmm. do work and provide. And so it takes a little bit of time, but not as much time as you think if you're voracious. Mm -hmm. If you really get if you have laser a teachable heart focused and, you just, and you're like, yeah. I'm going to humble myself and learn as much mm -hmm. as I possibly can in this mm -hmm. and that kind of thing. So, you know, you can shift gears. This is the age where we need to be resilient. This is the age where we need to think, you know, the blessing of that is a lot of times after the tough part of shifting something to doing something else, um, you realize, wow, I should have done that earlier. Mm -hmm. This is way better. Mm -hmm. You know, so that at least that's what I've experienced when God shifts me. Mm -hmm. and how I do things and, and contribute. Mm -hmm. uh, super, super interesting mm -hmm. to think back on that. So got to be resourceful. Mm -hmm. And number five is you got to reflect and plan. We could have done a whole podcast on this, so but we didn't because we already did. That is <laughs> episode true. one. It's a fantastic episode. It's what we launched our podcast with two years ago, you guys. And people are sharing it right now. And so we yep. thought we would just... You got to reflect. So how yep. how do the Tolpens go through the reflection process of the previous year? Because so that's something case, we do as a whole family. It'd be 2020. Yep. Yep. And then how do we zero in on um, the the goal, individual and family initiatives for the new mm -hmm. year? And how do we share them together? And how do we initiate that with our kids? Mm -hmm. All that's in that episode. Really good. Um, and then the, the sixth thing uh, today is creating your culture of your family. So mm -hmm. that's also in episode two. So our first two episodes were like in really good episodes. 
go listen to those two because they have to do with right now. And what do I mean by culture? Culture is the ethos. It's the unwritten rules. It's the real behavior of a team or an organization. And your family is a team. It is an organization. And when no one's looking, what is the real behaviors of people? And you want to constantly have a thermometer on your culture. What is the good things? What are the challenging things? And what are the challenging things as you discuss them? Then you can create a key mm -hmm. statement and drive that forward and launch it and drive it with your family. Mm -hmm. And it can make an unbelievable difference. Angie mentioned a couple of them in the beginning of ours, eagles, not seagulls. That has to do um, with leadership and taking initiative and things like that. And not just following. An, um, yeah. Another one is producers, not consumers. Um, it doesn't mean we don't consume, um, but it's more in relation to media, uh, you know, shows, and social media. And evaluating how much of each we're doing. Yeah. And, and the purpose of that uh, was and is that we need to have a good balance. You know, we need mm -hmm. to be producing Versus uh, more than we're consuming. Mm -hmm. And uh, so really getting the creativity, that means something different for different wirings of our kids and us mm -hmm. of what people are doing. And some years are not as catchy. Some years it's just one word, like one year it was generosity, right? Yeah. Intentional generosity. Huge. And that was in a year when we had nothing. And that's why we chose that because we wanted to be people forced were so to, to be. to us. We're like, right. We, we were just like inspired we need, by let's that. Be in let's be generous. And, and being generous doesn't have to be with your with just money. A lot of times people think that, oh, generosity, money. But really, we need to be generous with our love, with our forgiveness, with our time, with all those things. I know so that God, was a good lesson. I know God prompted that in your spirit, and I was mm -hmm. like right on board. I'm like, yeah, yeah, that is awesome. So we added that in. We had three of, of those that year. That was one of them. Mm -hmm. That was one of the more impactful ones. And I think that was a foundational year of greater fruitfulness mm -hmm. actually which is interesting um mm -hmm. and i think that's biblical in a lot of ways where um if we're not holding on too tightly to things um to the things that it, are most it, precious it, to us <laughs> it, it, it means that we recognize it's all god's yeah. mm -hmm. and therefore god can trust us mm -hmm. so there's there could be something there for your family i don't know yeah. So as we're wrapping up, we wanted to share one last little, a couple verses in 2 Corinthians chapter 4 with you guys, because we get that 2020 was hard. It was mm -hmm. hard. It was a hard year for everybody. Um, and we don't know what 2021 has in store. We can trust God and we don't need to worry about tomorrow, like the Bible says. And this might end up being a verse that you cling to. A little passage. Mm. I know that for me, this is something that I went to a few times, in, especially towards the end of 2020. Um, and when we lost our baby in March of last year, this was a verse that I really clung to, which says, Therefore, we do not lose heart. Even though our outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. While we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. And we need to remember that. We need to remember it when we walk through hard times that God is growing us. He mm. walks with us through those valleys, through those hard times if we invite him. Um, this passage of scripture always reminds me of the Though You Slay Me by Shane and Shane, which mm -hmm. was a verse that we have, um, a, a song that we have worshiped too many times in seasons of our life. And I think that this is an important perspective we need to teach our kids to keep our eyes on what's eternal. And remember that a lot of people, even if you're not struggling, a lot of people 
are hurting right now. And if we have an eternal perspective, we're going to reach out to those people and we're going to share the living, watering gospel with people like John 4 talks about where they're not going to thirst anymore because they're going to be truly satisfied in Christ and they're going to grow. They're going to grow and and they're going to receive the gift of eternal salvation. Sometimes God uses those hard times to um, humble people, yeah. right? And so we need to be on the lookout for for those those places, those people that are hurting, so that we can point them to the place where healing can happen. And that's when we're able to see the things that are unseen, which are eternal. So as Isaac always says, now's the greatest time to be alive. <laughs> yes, I was just talking to our kids about that. It's one of the greatest times to be alive, if not. And I talked about reasons and mm-hmm. sometimes they kind of combat that a little bit, but usually they're right in flow with me. And mm-hmm. it's fun. It's a fun dialogue. And do you believe that? Do you have energy for the future? No, despite your circumstances, I mean, I think of Paul in jail, energy for the future. If I could just share the gospel with a couple more. So he shared mm-hmm. it with the people that were jailing him and people came to know the Lord and that, other prisoners <laughs> and other prisoners and so forth. And yeah. the gospel is being shared. And so maybe getting back to the root of purpose is mm-hmm. helpful. That was kind of a goal of today. And then to expand that practically, how that works out in you and your family for this year and to make some concrete things. And yeah, they may not work out, but I would rather make a plan that fails than not plan at all because it gives me energy in the present that I need for the next plan after the one failed. Mm-hmm. So it's super important. Let's do it. All right. Take care. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode. For more resources, go to Courageous Parenting and CourageousMom.com for free online workshops, blog posts, and best-selling courses. Also, we wanted to quickly tell you about our six-week online parenting mentor program. Isaac and I created a powerful biblical curriculum. Here's how it works. Each week, we release a video with a downloadable parenting packet to make it easy for you to incorporate those teachings directly into your parenting. This is an incredible self-paced program where we cover everything from obedience training to overcoming mistakes most Christians are making. But more than that, it's a supportive community. You'll have access to our private online group, live webcasts, and the Courageous Parenting text message line where Angie and I can send you weekly encouragements straight to your phone. If you're interested in joining our next online parenting mentor program, secure your spot now at CourageousParenting.com. That's CourageousParenting.com.